Hello, it's Jen. This is Gardening Out Loud. It is Tuesday, August 8th. It's about 7 a.m. It is a cool, cloudy, breezy morning. A little bit witchy, actually. Just has the breath of fall on it. It rained a bit last night, and so everything's damp again. And we've actually had a fair amount of rain this year, which I really appreciate because I don't have an outdoor hose connection. And so I have to run a hose to my laundry sink downstairs and that makes for a a hassle and b not as much water pressure so watering this whole garden takes like a good deep water at least an hour and a half and so i'm really grateful when mother nature does it for me lots of squirrel action in the mulberry this morning and oh there's a cardinal. That one bright chirp, chirp, chirp. That's a cardinal. Two cardinals, I think. I was listening to a podcast just the other day. I was listening to Catherine May's podcast. How we live now which is uh, a fun fact one of the forebears of this podcast in some ways and she was interviewing docker keltner who is an academic who studies awe and i've listened to him be interviewed before on the wonderful on being podcast one of my favorites keltner studies the role that awe plays in our lives. Awe isn't something necessarily that we think about all the time. And he talks about like big, profound awe experiences that you know can shift a whole life. Lots of times this is something like watching someone die or someone being born. These things that forever shade the way that we understand our role in the world. But there's also room for smaller experiences of awe. Things that remind us of our connection to the world. And I think that's one of the things, I know that's one of the things that I'm trying to chase here. Is making space for awe, reminding ourselves of all the ways we're connected. And these can be something that makes my heart leap like a hummingbird moment, which I mean both literally and figuratively, or even the smallest thing. Every time I come out here in the morning, there is a sleeping bee I am removed from whatever 
churn my ego was doing. It is such a pure moment of connection. There's a bumblebee right now in one of the cosmos, but instead of being in the cup of the flower, he's underneath it, clinging upside down. And I wonder if he chose that as a spot to sleep because it was like a little umbrella. I don't know. Anyway, I suppose I'm thinking about awe and how we can all make just a little more space to acknowledge, to soak in all the tiny miraculous things that are happening all around us all the time. Oh, there's one of the teen robins. I have a few teen robins right now, probably at least three. They still have their juvenile spots on their breast, but they're getting stronger. They're spending a lot less time on the ground, but they're not straying far from the mulberry tree, which is home base. I do so love when they're on the ground though, because they can't fly very much and they basically just have to scamper away. But I'm glad they've made it to the trees. They'll be much safer from the neighborhood cats. Oh, one of the team robins is on the chain link, staring me down, doing a little headcock, checking me out. I was away for the weekend again. And so, you know, things are a little shaggy here. I did a harvest as soon as I returned because I knew a rain was coming and I didn't want all my tomatoes to swell and crack with all that moisture. So I was able to do a lovely harvest of cucumbers and cucamelons and beans and tomatoes and some Tulsi. I was able to fill my harvest basket, which is literal, but also a metaphor. So many basket filling things about being back here. The zinnias are so beautiful right now. I think that I've finally nailed it in terms of zinnias and getting colors that I'm really happy with. I mean, listen, the colors I of course truly covet are the ones that Aaron Benzikin was breeding for Florette. They're not available yet. But this Queen Lime series, that's going to work in bouquets for me. I also came home to the second Dahlia in Bloom, which is a Holly Hill Black, which is a stunner. She's really big. She's dark. She's one of my preferred goth flowers. Kind of has like a bunch of spidery petals and is almost ball shaped, but not a ball Dahlia. Very different. She's big spidery petals that fill out in this gorgeous um, red, dark, deep, deep maroon, dark purple color. Great Dahlia. 
doesn't produce as many blooms as something like Lakeview Peach Fuzz, the hero among us. But I love those dark dahlias. I grow a couple of them. And I'm happy that another dahlia has joined the blooming session. Others are budding. And so hopefully before long, we'll get a few more. I also have a couple surprise dahlias put in strange spots around the garden. One that I found in the compost bin, a tuber that had put up such a remarkable shoot that I knew it really wanted to live. And so I'm giving it a chance. Don't know what kind it is though. And probably a couple others that I found kind of languishing at the bottom of the tuber bin and had mercy on. So we'll see what those produce. I imagine they'll be kind of later because they started later. I don't start my dahlias inside and do any of that cutting business. I just like don't have the space to do that. So they just start as tubers in the ground. Um, but those ones started late. The cardinals hanging out. I like that. He has some contributions. We're just being back from vacation. Well, a weekend, really. I have a long to-do list. Regular life is knocking at the door. But one of the miracles of the garden is that it can create a sense of spaciousness. Time is different here. This can be a problem sometimes, <laughs> especially if I start out in the morning just wanting to do a quick little bit of gardening and then two hours pass and I've started my work day late. Or on the weekend, I can spend hours out here just kind of flowing from one thing to the next, doing this and that. A garden provides a never-ending to-do list. Also, what I really cherish is the way it changes time. Sometimes I think living in this hectic modern world can feel like a kind of hyperventilation, taking these little frantic sips of air as we dash from one thing to the next or our attention dashes from one thing to the next. And being in the garden feels like taking a big, deep breath. And I think that's the sense of time, too. Suddenly, time feels more capacious. It doesn't feel like it's pressing in on you. I guess I'm kind of in awe of that, too. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it short and sweet this week, shall we? To-do lists, etc. But I hope that you can make some space in your busy lives for a little awe, trying to cultivate it. And I realize that might seem silly, but going to a space that stirs you somehow, that brings out some of the connection, which maybe for a lot of you is the garden, maybe it's the woods, maybe it's a lake. I certainly felt it sitting on a dock this weekend. Go out looking for it.
And if you're inclined, leave a comment, send an email, let me know. Is there something that's sparking even the littlest bit of awe for you right now? I'd love to hear what they are. Have a good week, everyone. I'll be back next week with more updates from the garden.